Anime and friendship hour. Anime and friendship. Anime and friendship hour. Anime and friendship. I feel like we've gotten so much better. Oh yeah. We, the commitment to the singing. It's actual singing almost. Yeah, right? <laughs> it, like we're both doing kind of a impression of what singing is. Yeah. But it's getting a little. Way closer there, to singing. There's moments on key. I know, Brief right? And fleeting. I've run the math. They're Shit. there. We're gonna be like the next Temptations. Yeah. Yes, that's gonna be us. They seem like friends, right? I feel like at that point in time in music biz, everyone was friends because everyone just wanted to get blow from each other. Oh, is a friend of? I mean, I don't know. I don't. Know. You know, you're in a band with someone, you tour. You gotta be friends in some capacity. I didn't see the behind the music. Behind, oh, has there been behind the podcast yet? Has there been any podcasts that have been off the air long enough for there to be like drama? Like Mark Marin's, but that was always He's like it was happening. about the drama though. Oh, okay. The thing about podcasts is, is if there's podcast drama, you're gonna hear about it in a podcast. Mm. I guess the closest thing would be Harmontown. Yeah, and again, it's still happening though. Like, I, yeah, I feel like the only people that have been podcasting long enough to have podcasts that have been off the air long enough is someone like Paul F. Tompkins, and he's like a perfect human being who's yeah. never done anything wrong. So there's no the way there could be. The thing is, it's not even like he left the world of podcasts. No, he just had other podcasts. Yeah, yeah it's a new podcast. <laughs> I like this old podcast better. Oh, I never really got into the Tomcast, though it's got the best it was name. Like or was like handmade, artisanal podcasting. Uh, and now he's kind of like the Chipotle of podcasts. I mean, it's not Chipotle. <laughs> I like Chipotle. He's like, you know when a, a Michelin star chef like gets really famous and they're like, yeah, I'll put a restaurant in the airport. Yeah. It's not that airport restaurant, but it's the next step above. Sure. It's like... But he's left the mom and pop like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legendary status. It's, it's not mom and pop, uh, but it is a little bit... Listen, Paul, we have some notes. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it was made in a time where podcasts, they weren't as, the networks weren't as unified, if right. I can say. They were barely networks. Yeah, exactly. It's no, like, no, what's the network? They're all, like, I guess they're all recording the same studio. They, like, they share a website. Yeah. <laughs> that was what that anyway, um, this is a podcast that we're on right now. This is a right podcast, now. and we are not on a network. Hit us up. We'll do anything. We're a friend work. We are a fucking friend work. And, you know, let's explain the show, because this is about the friend work and the anime work. Mm, and it is work. Uh, so this is the Anime Friendship Hour, the show where we watch anime, and then we talk about it because we are friends. Yeah, and you would be the anime expert. Yes, I've watched anime for since when I was an unpopular child to in, <laughs> being an unpopular adult. And I'm, I'm the stand-in for a normal person, yes. whatever that means. I, you know, I identify still as weird, awkward loser, mm -hmm. but I don't think I am anymore. I don't think you are anymore. No. I will tell you this. This is not to make myself sound bigger than my britches, mm -hmm. and this can be my check-in. Oh, wait. Let me just... Chickity. Hey, Chickity. We're going to check-in, okay? Chickity China, check-in, chicken. We're going to check-in. Because that's okay. <laughs> Thank you, Chickity. Um, anyway, Good on you for getting their sign-off. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's... Britches. Oh. It's his only thing. It's his only thing. I don't... He's still cashing those checks. Working or That's, not working. Yeah. Those chicken china chicken chicken checks? <laughs> chicken chicken checks. <laughs> All written in advance, yep. Yep. So, at 
the museum that I'm not legally allowed to na- say the mm. name of, technically, mm-hmm. I'm technically not allowed to say the name. Unmentionable museum. Yes, it's technically unmentionable. They, we've had some exchange students from China mm. as, working as volunteers, and, like, the girls fucking love me. Yeah? They, like, think I'm, like, a celebrity. I have had several of them be like, can I take a picture of you? Aww. And, like, we all think you look like Scarlett Johansson. Nice. And I want to make a joke about that being like, so they think I'm going to like steal their identity. <laughs> this sounds like what happens when you visit China. Yeah, it is. Do, are they not surrounded by other white people all the time? Or to just not, fair, not so many Johansson-esque? I mean, I think it's because it's I have pink hair. Mm-hmm. I think it's because I wear boots. Also, I mean, it's the Bay Area. I think most of the people who work at the museum are Hispanic. Sure. Which I think is less shiny and cool to them. Ah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, they said I was a handsome woman. <laughs> Just like, you know what? Close enough. I'll take it. Language barrier. <laughs> Do you exude natural stage presence where they get in your acting vibes? I don't think so because I don't facilitate very well. <laughs> I mean, I, I you're do. You're bad a at good your job. job. Is that what you're saying? No. I mean, hello. Welcome to Blank Exhibit. This is where you can. Build your own blank blank. I'll, can, I'll, let me help you get started. All right. Now, are you familiar with inputs and outputs? And that's how I facilitate. I uh, do a lot of kid voice. Like, are you, are you, how's your blocking? Oh, yeah. I'm really good at the blocking. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, that sounds fun. That's a good compliment to get. Yeah. Nice. And it's the only thing that's been happening to me, so. Good deal. <laughs> I'm definitely hot. I think at this point in my life, I can feel confident in that. Hey, that's more than most people can say most of the time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like, you know, when I weighed uh, 195 pounds, it's like, I'm technically fat. And it didn't really mean that much as far as self-worth. And now it's like, I'm technically hot. And it's the <laughs> same thing. You have a cold rationality layered exactly. over it. That allows like, you to not feel in either direction too yeah, much. I feel proud of myself for doing the work to have lost the weight. Sure. And now I can wear cuter clothes. Okay. But it's like, I'm still just a meat bag. <laughs> Let me tell me about your meat bag life. Though. My meat bag life? Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not falling apart as much this week as I was last week. That's yeah, good. Right. I found another children's card game to play, which has really just <gasps> killed my productivity. Tell me about it. It's called Slay the Spire. It's adorable, cartoony looking, and it's full of video game references. It's single player, but it's a roguelike like with cards. How could you go wrong with smashing all of the best things about terribly addictive games together into <laughs> one vehicle? Uh, personally, I only play roguelikes. It's not like, or it's rogue-esque, like, I don't know. I only play stone soup. (laughs) It's fast, though, so if you throw away a whole run at the very end, it was maybe, like, 40 minutes, Mm. and not, like, seven hours. And it's got all the frustration of drawing cards randomly. (laughs) I love it. It's adorable, it's fun, it's funny. Um, they're still making it. I broke my rule. I never play early access games because it's like, just wait, just forget about it. It's yeah. like when you see a trailer for something that's gone out for a year, it's like, just get, don't even, don't, don't even, mm-mm. it will eventually be out and then you can enjoy it. Yes. Why? What's with the dicking around before then? Mm. But this game is close enough and I had no self-control. And so I got through all the shit and now I'm like going to wait for incremental updates and play the same game again with 10% more stuff that I could have. <laughs> anyway, it's awesome. Slay the Spire. Too many people streaming it for me to stream it, but eh. Someday. Someday. They're too good, too. It's clicking so fast. Little kids, they read. They don't even explain what they're doing. Their brain is so plastic. (laughs) 
Their brains just like. Can... I, I feel like an old man on Twitch. I'm like, slow down and explain your actions. What did you do to do that? You are an old man. Go back. Go back. Rewind. Uh, Which you can technically do, but. And then they s- explain everything in a monotone yeah. Russian accent, and you're like, you're not fun enough. <laughs> no. That's a problem with card game players, too, is because the, the randomness is bad for you and so many people are just salty and complain about it constantly mm-hmm. and it's like that's the game you're playing if you can't have a positive attitude playing the game then why are you streaming it uh and yet they have way more followers than i do so womp womp that's my check-in card games uh, but let's get to a game known as youth cody because yeah. <laughs> what did we watch today cody we watched the daily lives of, of high school boys high school boys okay i had no idea what this was coming into it it, it tells was- you right there <laughs> I don't know how you can have no idea what's... It, I got through the first episode having no idea what the angle of the show was, what the format of the show was, who the show was written for, <laughs> what at all enjoyable there was to be had about it. What? As the episodes went by, I, I found answers to these questions, but I felt like I didn't... It took a while for me to put the yeah. pieces together. I will... You know, actually, the first episode is a little so. I'll give you that. But once <laughs> they get to the part where they're, like, all running to school, eating different foods, it's like... That's, like, 12 seconds in, isn't it? Yeah. The, okay, let's go. Who is the show for? People who enjoy laughter. <laughs> What's the angle? High school boys. Slow down, what? though. Is it, is it for boys or for girls? Is it shown in Shoujo? I think it's technically written for boys, but I think it's okay. written for. I don't think it's. Li- it's not like there's it's fan service and shit. Yeah, I think not. it's someone who write, wanted to write a comedy manga, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, I'm a dude, so it's gonna be angled at dudes, but it's a comedy manga, right? And is it a full length manga or is it a web comic? Oh, oh yeah, this is a web comic. This is like a, okay. This is what I suspected this was because we've seen a few web comics transitioned into shows, and they've taken very different angles. Yeah. And that's how I, because this is this is essentially a series of short skits. Yes, but they're full length. They're not they're not robot chicken style um, uh, pop team epic skits. Mm. They're like actual like three beat skits, yes. right? And then it wasn't a full length story like One Punch Man or something, mm. right? So okay, okay, I, I correctly assessed the source material. So this is about the daily lives of high school boys. True. This is an anime. Not much else. <laughs> yes, uh, our main characters are Tadakuni. He's a straight man. I call him Dum Dum. Fuck, I can't remember the other two. Dum Dum, Glasses, and Blondie. Yes, there's a Glasses guy. He's great. He's voiced by the same guy who did Joseph from Battle Tendencies. That's the JoJo anime we didn't get to. Uh, he's the, yeah, he's the dramatic, straight, cold guy. Yes. I or love not, not him. straight, but yeah, over, overly dramatic, cold yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. There's a great comedic character. And the blonde one. Who kind of just does whatever. Mm-hmm. The, the, I guess the dopey. The Joey. The, he's a Joey. Yeah, for yeah. sure. A good trio of different characters. And the first sketch is them making a joke about the anime being made by Sunrise and Square Enix. Oh, is that what was going on? Yes. Because they were like, immediately it was like robots and fantasy warriors. And I'm like, oh, this actually might be really interesting. And then they're like, nope, we're about, that's the opposite. And I was like, okay, that's funny, but... No, no, oh, no, it's a joke, because yeah. Sunrise made Gundam, Square Enix made, like, uh... Final Fantasy. Fantasy. Final yeah. Fantasy. I think they are referencing more... Uh, Dragon Quest? Yeah. Yeah. Enix, yeah. It's bigger in Japan, right? Mm-hmm. Always here. Anyway, that was cute. But the first, like, sketch sketch is them sitting around in a room by themselves, <gasps> and one of them posits the question... How do you get a girlfriend? Yeah, they, they, they act out... 
how do you get a girlfriend? How do you? And then me. They role so, play. What I love about this show is that they great yes ending. Yeah. No so. one misses a beat. He asks, how do you get a girlfriend? And then out of nowhere, they start a simulation. And he's like, we're doing a simulation. And they're like, yeah, get in character, bitch. They transform. Yes. Yes. And uh, it doesn't go well, I guess. They're hard on each other. They are. It's fun. <laughs> um, so they like just play characters that you would see in a dating sim. Yeah. Uh, what I got from that, how it ends, is that he, he pushes aside all the other options and pursues the school president. Mm-hmm. The most intimidating character. Exactly. What I got from that is don't treat people like options. Be an active participant in your own life. Yeah, but he did this by grabbing her wrist and yanking her out of the yeah, room. Yeah, but it wasn't really the school president. It was his dumbass friend. Okay, okay. <laughs> I question his Playing tactics. the school president. End of sketch. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the next one, uh, they're sitting around and then seemingly out of nowhere, someone pauses the question, what are your opinions on skirts? Great, great next step. They invoke their from the Middle Ages. They like they really dissect the... Mm-hmm. the Give me your and, comedy evaluation. That's why I wanted to do this. I wanted to get Cody in a comedy evaluation mode. It was... Nothing in here is motivated or set up, except that they're bored boys trying to not be bored, which Fair. I get. But again, I'm not watching this... Like By episode three, I can reflect on episode one with a little mm. more context. At the moment, I have no idea what I'm watching. I see. And they're just suddenly like, what do you think about skirts? And then they're like, oh, let's try on skirts. And then they yeah. all put on the kid's little sister skirt, and then they trick the guy into putting on the skirt when they didn't put it on. And then the sister shows up, and by that point, he's wearing her underwear, and it's not clear why that happened, and then she's mad, and they're embarrassed. Yes. End of sketch. (laughs) Yes. So It's like, every sketch is things spiral out of control, and some of those sketches, they're set up where it makes sense where things spiral out of control, and other times, it's just like, well, the energy of three boys bored in a room leads to things spiraling out of control, and that's just the force of the universe you have to accept for this show to make any sense. Yeah, you know what I like about the show, though, is that I feel like that's an energy that is true to real life. It it does it is true. I guess maybe I wasn't. It, it okay. still seemed it still seemed like I guess we're doing this now, and then I guess it's over now. Was half of the sketches mi- midpoints and endpoints for me. Fair. I did like some of these. I don't want to shout out too much, <laughs> but man, it wasn't. This isn't pop team epic. It's not punching in the face with. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait. What is? But what's motivated about a pop team epic? Sketch? It's faster and punchier. It isn't motivated. Okay, fair. It's a short. For, it's a robot chicken egg. Fair. Or they, they throw the the context of the situation cuts so fast that you already know what's going on in the first half a second. Mm. Whereas this, they're like they start a conversation before you know it. They're trying on underwear, and it's like, yes. did they, is that what people do? Is that what I don't know? Maybe I, get- I was with the wrong. <laughs> I didn't have a sister growing up. <laughs> is this normal? Your friend has a sister. Hijinks. Don't. <sighs> I think it's taking normal stuff and blowing it up a step. Sure, I think I. That makes sense. You know what? I'll I'll say about this. It, it runs with things being grounded and then things being wacky, and it kind of goes back and forth on stuff. Yeah, and I guess the inconsistency. I can see how that would be a weakness. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm being a little cruel. It's a lighthearted show. Yeah. The next sketch they tell ghost stories, and yeah. one of them ends with a girl having three chopsticks. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's... Is there more to this? Is it like the haunted tale of three chopsticks? It, no, it's just like a ghost. The f- joke is that he tells a story about something that's actually not that weird, and they act like it's a really scary ghost story. Okay. Yeah, all right. I, it's it, like just weird enough to notice. Uh, okay, then then, then, I, then I wasn't being fair, because I thought I was missing something. Yeah. But no, the point was it's there's nothing really scary about it. It's yeah. just a little odd. But let's talk about the actual stuff that happens in that one. A dude talks about shaving off of his nipple. I know. 
<laughs> what are your thoughts about shaving off your nipple? It sounds like it hurts. I've never shaved my chest before. I haven't felt the need to. <laughs> Although I'm not a particularly hairy person, so I might have a charmed I, life. I don't. I guess so. My dad was though. I guess it skips a generation. You... It comes from your mom, right? Your hair, yeah. your hair jeans. So I think I lucked out because my dad was kind of gross and hairy all over, and he that... let you know that by living with him. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. I've been dead for five years. I can say it now. Uh, <laughs> I think we can all agree. Fuck Cody's dad. Right? No, that's what I said. Uh, the third story was just someone threw up, and they threw up a centipede, mm-hmm. and then that causes three other people to throw up. Yeah, centipedes are gross as fuck. That is true. It's they I used to have them growing up in the basements, and it would cause me to not want to walk on the ground at night. Yeah, it was the floor is lava, but the floor is creepy bugs. Which is much more scarier than lava. Centipedes are, in Japan, there's a breed of poisonous centipedes. Fun! Great! Yeah, yeah they bite <laughs> you, and then, or, or their stinger touches you, and you have to, like, go get antidote, because it hurts really bad. Jesus, do they have a hundred stingers? I don't, I don't know! Ugh. Millipedes are also gross. Oh, not a centipede, a caterpillar. <laughs> okay. Fu- I think all centipedes are a little poisonous. Yeah, that's not the, the thing that they were throwing up at the, the caterpillar. Oh. I, well, let's move on to episode two. When did you start getting this? The one where I got it was the beginning of episode two, where they start having fun with the video game stuff. Yes. Now okay. I'm like, this makes sense. But before that, uh, uh, the, the delinquent kid notices a uh, main guy walking to school with a girl, and he analyzes his micro expressions to insinuate how well the relationship is going, mm-hmm. and he was just giving her directions. That one I also kind of started to understand that it was like, we're just going to see a situation where everyone thinks one thing is happening, and then they pull out the rug up from under you. Yes. Which is cute, I guess. I don't know. It's like fun. It's... This, at best, this show is delightful for a certain mood you're in, right? Is this I guess what so. you're getting out? I mean, you're the one that likes it. What do you? What's? I I think it's really fun. It gives. It reminds me of the dumb fun of being in high school. Yeah. Did you not have dumb fun in high school, or I, were you just? It was all children's card games. It was all just <laughs> mad children. No, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. It's the the vibe of the show is probably a tie. It's it's yeah. Best element, right. I I think it's dumb fun. So here's the thing. You have not seen a real representation of anime comedies. You're right. I've only seen like meta uh, yeah. anime comedies reacting to uh, a context of anime comedies yeah. that I have not seen. Pop Team Epic is not the landscape. Right. And One Punch Man is, is meta as fuck, right? Yeah. And, this yeah. is too a little bit. The but. thing about most anime comedies is that the comedy is derived from here's a cute girl who is flabbergasted by a situation. And then she'll ask her friends a question. Her friends also, oh, they don't know what to do about it. And they just, all oh, these cute girls get in such silly little, they're, they're so, they're so silly. They're so dumb. I think you've talked about this on the show before. It's, it's more about wandering your way into a social faux pas and then being embarrassed yeah. by it. Yeah. But then also there is, all the comedies are mainly about girls being dumb. Uh, it's yeah. like if every comedy was look i love lucy great but did it make people think women were smart i don't know <laughs> <laughs> and this one at least is about boys being dumb um this one i feel like is at least there's not like a lot of fan service no that's zero almost. yeah so for me i look at this and say thank you staying staying in your fucking wheelhouse <laughs> And this all, one actually acknowledges the age of the people in the show. Yes. Yeah, I, I feel like it's also, compared to a lot of animes, though the way the characters are portrayed is, like, more realistic to life because people are portrayed as having a sense of humor. Yeah. Whereas I feel in a lot of shows, they're just like, I'm going to take this too seriously, and that yeah. will be the joke. Right, right. Yeah. 
this is this is a believable trio of dumbass boys. Yes, uh, much like everyone we grew up with. Yeah. It's a slice of life show. Yeah. Uh, I did like the last sketch of the first one, I should say, where he, the dude glasses is sitting on the side of a hill and he, there's this girl that sits next to him and he tries to say something smart, but he keeps talking in this like over the top poetic voice. Mm -hmm. That was a fun game. It's fun. And every time something comes out, it's even more like over the top dramatic. And he's like, no, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe that's where I started to get it. And then we hit the ground running with my favorite sketch, which was the beginning of episode two, where they find a stick. Yeah. And then they start narrating a video game around this guy. And he's like, stop giving me quests. and stop. Also, first of all, this is the most perfect stick ever. And they kind of call it out. This is yeah. too good of a stick. It's a great stick. <laughs> it's exactly how long you want it. It's pretty fucking straight. It's, it's perfect. It's a cylinder. Uh, and then they start taking playing NBCs. And one person joins is like the grizzled like asshole. And he's like, he Yuck. Joins, yeah, he joins the party. Uh, they, the mid boss becomes the end boss because they're moving the plot along. To this. And then and then the other people get the stick and then they get embarrassed by a girl at the end which is the only way out of that sketch is yeah. someone notices what you're doing right yeah that one maybe felt the most real to me because i had a lot of pretend time growing <laughs> not in high school uh but i was definitely that kid in like fifth grade that was like still playing pretend you yeah know? you know when, i was like, everyone's that up kid third grade. <laughs> in seventh grade yeah yeah anyway that was delightful it was uh i i'm i'm a sucker for video game references i guess i don't know Next one's a pizza pizza factory. Oh yeah, that this one I didn't like. This was the first kind of well. Okay, so there's there's not a lot of female characters in this show. No. There's a sister. This is the second one, which is they're superior at work. I yeah. guess um, she's like an older, but I think still in high school person. Yeah, and basically she rags on them, and then they rag on her for not looking feminine, and then she whips out like an anime face and scares them or something. Yeah. End of sketch. <laughs> yeah, it's just playing into. Nah. women image and boy i don't know there's a lot of like bad vibes in that sketch yeah i agree i didn't like it what's the next one <laughs> uh literary girl it's uh this girl is back on the the uh oh. the girl that's writing the book on, mm-hmm. on the side of the hill is back there and now the delinquent kid shows up and he approaches her and says some crap and then realizes it's not the right girl that he meant to talk to i'm not really sure who he meant to talk to it was his sister they oh, have a sketch about it later. Right. He he meant to... Wait. Did he mean to talk to his sister and that was not his sister or he meant to talk to that girl and it turns out that girl's his sister? That girl on the hill was not his sister. Oh, he thought he was talking to his sister. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I just catch. The next one is there's a there's a event week and the, the flyer says there's gonna be a 70 hour fast, which is what? Th- three days? Yes. Uh... And they confront the principal about it, and the principal comically has to try to come up with some bullshit because he doesn't know what's going on at his own school. Incites the 1984 dark tale of when the school almost got shut down, but someone filibustered Fasted for 70 hours or for whatever. 70 hours. And uh, then everyone's very inspired by it. Everyone. Is it pulls like, it off pretty good. Yes. That's what I like about the show is they like do the moments of like everyone being very solemn about things yeah. very well. And then. Karasawa points out that well, this school was made in 1989. Hmm. Ha, blop, blop. <sighs> I thought I'd be like, I was like, let's do a comedy. Cody will enjoy a comedy. He always wants to do talk about uh, things that are fun. It's, it's so, You don't know what you want. I, I do. Uh, well, I feel like there's a lot more to talk about with Pop Teen Epic because it's punching in the face out of so many angles so fast. And this is like the same delightful little structure over and over again of like, let, someone is going off the track a little bit and then everyone joins them and then the rug gets pulled out. Yeah. Right? I don't know. The next sketch is uh, Delinquent Guy has a good relationship with his sister. Uh, End of sketch. No, it's a 
about the end of sketch. You find out that the, she, their precious childhood memory was her bullying him. It was spinning him around. I thought yeah. they were having fun. And she does it again, even though he's much bigger than her now. No, she's still bullying him. Oh, God. They were, they were great. But this is back to the original form of the show. Is if you saying shit and me having to tell you you're wrong? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> There's another ghost story one. Yeah, uh, dude finds a large gray eyebrow hair. I'm definitely in that point in my life. Do you ever find? I mean, you actually no. sculpt your eyebrows. You're too. You're too hot. Okay. <laughs> Wait, you're. 30. I'm just mad now. <laughs> I was like, Cody will. I could choose. What do you some, want me talking about? <laughs> I don't know. All you can do in a comedy is just say what the jokes were, right? Yeah. Why'd you let me do it? I didn't know what the show was. I was figuring it out as it was happening to me. They, they, they tell ghost stories. The guy's nose stops bleeding early. There's a lot more nose bleeding in Japan. Is it a dry air country? How I did we get there? I don't have any fucking clue. I don't know what this... I know there's a thing that if a dude nose bleeds near a hot lady, it's because... Right. His blood is pumping so hard because of the hot lady. Um, but that's not how human anatomy works in real life. I don't fucking know, bro. Mm. And then uh, the other guy's story is that the hat kid took his hat off. And they all rush outside to prove it. Yeah. And he, his joke is he always makes it up at the end. Um, but it has the biggest impact. Is there more to Hat Kid? He's just like, everyone like loves him. And that's yeah, kind of the joke. And I, I kind of like that. I think he's just like the chill kid. Yeah. And like whenever, whenever they ask girls, like they're always like, oh, the Hat Guy's cool. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Episode three, they reflect on the idea that this is a summer TV show about starting school. And I guess that's cute because all the school shows start in spring when school starts. And they're always about... And they go through like all the, the academia jokes. Yeah. Or like, oh, there's a transfer student. It's, it's a lot of, I guess, genre stuff. Maybe you wouldn't. Maybe you don't appreciate it as much because you're not as much into it. Oh. I'm not saying I hate it. Okay. I just don't know what... <laughs> okay. I don't know. Maybe I have just have nostalgia for it because it was one of the first anime comedies I really liked. Yeah. Yeah. How long did this come out? Like, how long have you been um, it? Like, mid 2000s, I want to say. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Because this, when I was watching, it's like, yeah, I forgot how fucking good this shit was. <laughs> There's like this montage of them, like, at the beach. They're talking about oh, beach you forgot the, the part where they're arguing about what to do for summer and the problem of. Them all being dudes just hanging out in a room during summer. Yeah. Yeah. The problem of making us watch this show. <laughs> you say these things just to hurt me. <laughs> they asked the sister over who's playing lacrosse, which is awesome. Uh, and is like, which one would you would, would we date? And she's like, Hat Boy. And Hat Boy's like, good, sit on my lap. And she's like, fuck you. And punches yeah, him. Yeah, I like that. That was good. She's, she's solid. She's, she's great. Uh, then there's the obligatory beach episode, uh, which is fine. Dum Dum wears the school trunks instead of the more masculine yeah. full length cargo short trunks that most Jude dudes wear. Know if that's a Japanese school thing? Because I feel like a lot of Japanese schools have very weirdly strict rules, like oh, if you you have to wear a uniform or something, because yeah. you have to be like a representation of our school or some shit. Like even off campus, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Did you I, ever have a swim unit in school in your, in yeah. your Catholic Christian? Did you? Were you assigned swimsuits? No. Oh wow! You were got swimsuits. We had to. It would have been a big deal if we got to pick our own, right? Like, I think they're worried about girls wearing two pieces and stuff. I mean, they tell you rules, but then they're not going to give you one. I don't know. I don't know if it was a '90s thing. I don't know what it was. We had a public pool in um, Oregon, which was a big deal because it was a tiny ass town. It was a Burger King town. We even had McDonald's <laughs> until I was older. 
But no, like the little boys had to wear like these essentially speedo looking things or whatever, yeah. which was like did more damage than good. I felt um, <laughs> there was like swim days like that were like not for class. Then yeah. you wear wherever you want. But like the gym swim unit was like. That seems weird. It is weird. And it wasn't in a uniform school. I don't know. Quote here is girls like their noodles like they like their men. Hot. That's not the thing. That's. No, I bought so, it. <laughs> that's not the. That's a dumb translation of the. What did it say, really? So, men. He said menkui. That okay. is noodle men. And then it is like a different way to say eat. Okay. So, he said those girls are eating mo- noodles, but menkui, run with different kanji, can mean that you are someone who only cares about looks. Okay. I, I got the same vibe. It, <laughs> For two, I got two of these on dub and two of these on sub, so I guess this was a bad dub or whatever. What was the dub thing? It was uh, girls like their noodles like they like their men. Hot. I guess. It's not <laughs> as fun. This was dubbed by Rubba Dubs with a Z. Okay. It, thanks, Rubba Dubs. <laughs> take a try. They take a stab at it. Um, they go to the sauna and they play ping pong. And they play uh, Loser Punches the President, but it's also like trivia ping pong. Yes. And that seemed fun. And it's the first to three strikes, mm-hmm. and one guy gets two strikes, end of sketch. Yeah, but it's fun as <laughs> the trivia. That fun trivia was fun. Yeah. Was like naming Flags with the moon on it? Yeah. That was mostly, yeah. That was African American world leaders? It was tough. It was good. I just thought it was a weird cut. <laughs> in their life. I mean, you know, I feel like this is. Playing with the absurd, because a lot of com Japanese comedy is more about just like it's somewhere between like situational uh oh faux pas and absurdist pop team epic stuff. Right. It's like right smack dab in the middle of mm. that. And I also feel like I feel like it's comparing like a really quick sketch show to like network sitcom. Okay. And I feel like this is a sitcom, and just because it's, like, slower, I feel like over time is an equal experience. Sure. Yeah. It definitely, if you, the more and more you know about these characters, the better all of the yeah. subtleties of their interactions are going to make yeah. more sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I get that. Uh, all right, so what can you say about Pop Team Epic when they're, like, one of them's crazy in this way and one of them's crazy in that way? Yeah. The end, you know? Like, so they're... They have a uh, they have a podcast. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. The part. Talking FS. I don't know what FS stands for. Uh, radio show for teens, and he's interviewing a dude, and they're in character. They're just staring at the wall with a blank I table. I love it so. I much. thought they'd at least like record it on like a cassette player. Or no, something. that's what makes it great. It's is just they're just nothing. doing it to play. <laughs> uh, he has questions about why do teenage boys mean to their mom. <laughs> And the guys, like, their moms are always nagging them or talking about school stuff. They should be nice to their kids. And and then I think the car- the guy's like, oh, well, I was hoping for something funny. Yeah, he's too real. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second question is, why do the boys dress so sloppily? Yeah. Same answer. Their moms. God damn. And then I think the other guy calls him out on it or something. He's like, what is this mom shit about? <laughs> this is the kind of, like, play that, like, feels more like fifth to seventh grade camp kind of play yeah these i mean it's japanese high school these guys are at least 16 yeah i mean i think they might be freshmen isn't it freshman 16 oh yeah you're right you're right you're right (laughs) but whatever this was one of the better ones i think i feel like because it's so out of character for the age that's what's make that's what makes it better okay they're that they're that teenage boy they're a teenage boy's teenage boy exactly (laughs) it's fireworks montage 
Yeah, this is a montage. We didn't need a montage. Um, then, okay, summer semester or uh, fall semester begins. Uh, they play a fun word game where you say the a word that begins with the last letter of the first word you said. Yeah. <laughs> it's all in English in the sub. So I don't know if this is them like practicing yeah, I English know or something. I what the actual word game in Japanese was, but I was like, okay. There, I'm surprised like that. I was like, this is boring. <laughs> they There's this glasses guy sees a girl on a train and she's got a mole on her neck with a mm. hair in it. And he psychologically builds up the confidence to do something about it. Yeah. I This was a parody of like Japanese they're not like soap operas because they're kind of like one shot stories okay. they're very dramatic and they're about like the human spirit and shit and it's they're just like very soapy and it's like wow one moment in time wow yeah, he gets all in the, he like psychoanalyzes her and says no one must be in her life to tell her that this is a big deal and she has no one and what even if it goes wrong for me, yeah. who else does she have? It's essentially broccoli in your teeth, but grosser. Yeah. <laughs> and he tells her, and she's like, whatever. <laughs> Which is, I don't think how anyone would react, but I guess that's the joke, right? Is he built it all up, and it's... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, the, I think the joke is mainly the parody aspect of oh, it. Oh, I see. Yeah. It's a genre sketch. That's yeah. what I was explaining it for. Sure. No, I get it. <laughs> I was explaining why the ending was the end. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. I want the past to be different, Cody. We can do a different thing next week. We don't even have to do this one. Okay. I know. We weren't going to do this thing again. This is a one shot. No, I mean, we could do a different show. Oh, a different show than the show we're doing right now? Yeah. Um, Can we do a show about teen- by teens for teens? Okay. Hello? Hello? Hi. I'm, hi. I'm calling in. Oh, hi. Hi. Welcome to Teen Teen. Um, What's your teen? So, uh, uh, why why do high school boys um, go to high school? Because their moms make them. Because they wake up in the fascist oppression of their mom, forces them out of the comfort of bed, shoves noodles in their mouth as they run down the <laughs> sidewalk, and then forces them into a series of socially awkward situations they are not prepared for because they were not taught at home until they're embarrassed enough to graduate. <laughs> Thank you so much. Ring, See, ring, ring. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, do we have a caller? Ring, ring. Yes. Hi, I have a question. Uh, uh, go ahead. Go go ahead, caller. Uh, why don't teenage boys play children's car games in Japan? Um, that because in Japan, that's a man's sport. That's true. Oh, my God. <laughs> I should have paid more attention to Yu-Gi-Oh. He has to transform into a full-blown man to play exactly, the game. Exactly. Exactly. Good answer. Good answer. Just like sumo wrestlers have to eat like a special stew to be sumoed. Yeah, yeah. You have to like eat special rice balls to be a card player in Japan. <laughs> uh, anyways, episode three. This is, I mean, episode four. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about? The, the the stealing the sister's underwear thing. Yeah. Where the guy, everyone's trying it, but then he finds out that one of his friends did steal underwear and is like, I should tell. I should set on the right course. That's what a true friend would do. Right. But maybe I should, I will go down this path with him. Solidarity. Exactly. Then he finds out that both his friends, who are doing a stakeout at this point, stole the underwear. And <laughs> One then, of them was wearing it, right? Yes. <laughs> and then he gets in trouble. He gets kicked in the gut. It's more fun when you watch it. I don't know what to say about this. Yeah. All the women are violent and it's delightful. It's great. Yeah. That, that's the other thing I like. Aside from the sketch of do they evaluate women's appearances, <laughs> the female characters themselves are really fun. 
Oh, and I think it's at the end of episode three we get um, High School Girls Are Funky. High School Girls Are Funky. They, it starts the same way episode one starts. How do you get a boyfriend? And then uh, the one girl's instant response is, how dare you ask a shameful question like that? And punches <laughs> her in the face. Uh, it's really great. We get the best female character of the show in episode four. Oh, that's the, true. That uh, is class true. president of the East Valley High? East Sonata <laughs> High School. Oh, the first the first sketch is a reoccurring thing, which is actually pretty funny, which is the one guy finds that the, his two friends are hanging out without him, and he eavesdrops on him, and they're talking about politics, and they're swearing a lot, mm-hmm. and then they're not his friends. Oh, they're, oh yeah, they're he two sees them. ugly old guys. <laughs> yeah, it is that's fun. A, it's a setup, but yeah. Uh, okay, so we get introduced to the, uh, another whole damn school and another group of three friends. And they've been invited to the student council. Now, I thought the student council were people we met before, and I think like one of them are, but... Uh, one of them is the uh, delinquent kid. Yeah. The there's two other kids. There's two other blonde guys that are not blondie. Yes. And I, it wasn't clear to me for a while. Uh, okay. The one in the chair was not old-faced. No. But I guess his hair was longer. I don't know. They're all like super polite to the girls, and that intimidates them. Because they have yeah. an inferiority complex, they said. And they vow to beat them at the cultural festival. Which I think is fun because it's not supposed to be competitive. But Yeah, it's a fun setup. <laughs> we have the haunted house they go through. It's very effective. But what's the scariest thing? <laughs> yeah, accidentally walking on someone changing. <laughs> Shows her a dick. Yeah. <laughs> that gets her to scream. Yeah. Um. Oh, I loved the character design of the zombie with a headband with candles in it. Oh it was yeah! On either side, it was like little like candle horns. Yeah, that's like a Japanese ghost thing traditionally. Is that like a what's the word for ghost in the um... yure? Yeah, or the, the, the show we watch with the one-eyed kid or whatever. Oh, oh, you're right. There's a special word for it. I forget. Yure is ghost regularly. That's a, oh. that's a normal type of ghost. It's not a uh, spirit creature. Yeah. yeah, it's not like a guy that has like nature spirit powers. <laughs> And then there's the part where the two kids, Blondie and one of the girls, are sitting and doing the check-in thing. Mm-hmm. This is another one I was like, eh, I don't need it. Where it was like talking about, she was just like talking about how shitty dudes are. And then it's like, she's getting a little pretentious about how much better women are. They, they're both, quote, putting on airs, which is not mm. a phrase I was used to and had to look up. Ah. Which just means you're uh, arrogant or looking down on people. It was okay. It was okay. Uh, the great part about this episode is that the school festival ends in uh, the two presidents fighting. Yeah. In the hall with the music club playing. And they gave them background music, which the subs called BGM, which I thought was great. Yeah. Um, and then she puts them in a headlock and beats them. He doesn't really fight back, but mm-hmm. they keep calling her Ringo. What's that about? Ringo's a name. That's just her name? It, it looked like it was like a nickname but i guess that's just a name i don't know i, I always think of ringo star right so i don't i i mean ringo means apple oh yeah okay and then there's a call back to uh uh dumb dumb talking to a pizza girl and about being left out by his friends and then he finds his friends again yeah but then it's the creepy guys that is true <laughs> i don't know why i Very thought a comedy would work i cody i got mad at you because i was mad at myself i'm sorry uh i'd already learned learned the comedies don't work because even when we did pop team epic we had a, a huge crutch of a, a, a format to get through yeah. an hour <laughs> that was one of our better episodes though actually yeah but it was a I mean, we had an angle for it i suppose um so i guess our angle for this episode is being overly showing the inside workings of the podcast oh boy we've we planned this through like a bunch of teenage boys yeah <laughs> 
Ring, ring, ring. Ring, ring, ring. Oh, hey, who's there? Hey, um, I, I'm a caller. I have a, I have a question. Uh, why, why, why do teenage boys not write good animes that Cody likes? Because <laughs> apparently it takes 80-hour weeks of 40 years of your life slaving away at a black-and-white comic, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and then someone later will turn it into a TV show, and, and the real nerds will appreciate you, but you won't have any money or fame. Yes. I, I think I learned something. I guess so. <laughs> um, the only other bit angle I had for this whole thing was it was, and they really pointed out it's a show about nothing, right? Yes. That's like, they're proud of that. Like, that's a whole yeah. thing. And made me remember there's a Western show about nothing, uh, Seinfeld. Yes. And it makes me remember that one season of Seinfeld they spent as high school boys in school in Japan. <laughs> what is the deal with this Omurice? What is the deal with not getting sexual education? I'm at school. I gotta learn about sex. How do I go to real life? I'm just saying it's one exam to get into this high school, and that's another exam to get into that <laughs> high school. She serves me noodles. They're cold. And she's like, they're supposed to be cold. And I was like, cold noodles? Julia Louise Dreyfus. <laughs> she punches somebody. Uh, yes. She fits right in. That bow, was a bow, great bow, episode. Bow. Let's just do fan quarter yeah, and right. make fun of countries. <laughs> Honor and respect. Remember when we used to do poetry? Like we were oh, so we class- were so respectful. We we're so goddamn respectful. I had so many great hopes. Uh, first of all, shout out. We got two likes. Trey Coltier and Ooh, French. Sion Kimo. In the last couple weeks, thanks for the likes. Thanks for the interactivity. Feel free to drop a note. On the SoundCloud track. Interact. On the animeandfrenchbar.com. WordPress on the Facebook uh, or a brick through my window. I just <laughs> want to know that you're alive and not a bot. We're worried about you. You want to know, are you happy? I'm worried about us. <laughs> I want to know if they're following their dreams. Yeah, that would be nice. Be activated. Figure out what you want. And I'm not saying you have, you can, you have to drop everything you're doing. That's not realistic. But make moves towards that. Because if you don't go to what you want, you're never going to be anywhere you like. Dang. Yeah. That's a goddamn fortune cookie. Well, it's too big for that, but <laughs> you could have a link on a fortune cookie that says that. Uh, most listened to city is Everett, Washington, suburbs of Seattle. Okay. They'll probably hate me for saying that. Uh, <laughs> Do you think Courtney Love killed Kurt? Sorry? Do you think Courtney Love <laughs> killed Kurt Cobain? Well, shouldn't you have a better insight into that than me? You have the same name. Um... I you were more uh, of an adult at that point. Yeah, it still wasn't though because he died in ninety four. That's a fourth grade. I was like I was one years old. (laughs) Okay, I got you beat there. But like I had like I just knew who Green Day was for like a week, and then they were like Nirvana's Nirvana's dead, and I'm like who? And then you know like a year later, I've got like three Nirvana albums and all that shit. Right? I'm like I'm so cool and adult. Uh, I have no fucking idea. Was is there any like is there an OJ like like style People like evidence? Have a lot of conspiracy about it. I is it based on a lot? Is there any good documentary yet? Like, um, people like she's Courtney still- Love was oh. always for the grunge scene, very business minded. So I feel like people saw she was conniving. I think people just hate women. Yeah. Um, is it like a Yoko Ono thing? Yeah, but except they're accusing her of murder, <laughs> and. It, Oh, I, I like listened to a podcast where they dissected it, and it was like, 
There are some things that made it look like she pro- she may have killed, like hired a dude to like mm. overdose him or make it look like it was an overdose. But it's also enough to. I thought he shot himself with a shotgun. Yeah, or wait, something like that. <laughs> it's the shotgun of drugs, to be serious. It, it really is. I don't know. I, I just. Uh... I like that one whole song. I love whole. Bada bada bada. And here's the thing: I love every whole song better than I love any fucking Nirvana. Uh... I don't know that many of them, but I do like that one probably better than any Nirvana song. Oh, God. She but is. I've also heard every Nirvana song a million fucking times, so I might just be kind of sick of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I don't give a shit about... You're sad, so what? He was the first guy to be what sad. What we popping bottles for, though? It was, I think, a contrast to the most 80s songs ever coming out in 1991. Mm, yeah. And so, uh, I don't know. Anyway, oh, Everett... Everett. Everett. What's in Everett? Let's find out. It's a bedroom community for Seattle. Okay, so there's going to be some fucking resentment there. (laughs) It's San Jose to San Francisco. Bedroom? Is that what that's called? Is the shitty city next to a good city? Uh, I think it means that you you sleep there, and then you go to the city to work and do things. You normally work somewhere else, but this is where they live, eat, and sleep. So are their roads also fucked up? Despite how many... Yeah, their transit's a lot better, but there's a constant... I have a lot of, like, liberal friends from uh, Seattle because I lived in Vancouver for two years. That's where they came from. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, there's a constant housing crisis. Like, they're third in line after San Jose and San Francisco to, mm-hmm. like, having shit get fucked up by, like, tech workers and displacement and whatnot, traffic getting out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, Seattle is much more bike-friendly, much more transit-oriented. They're um, right next to Canada. Something's got to They probably got Tim Hortons before us. I don't know. Aren't they trying to make somewhere in, like... The middle of the country, a tech place, too. I feel like they're always trying to, like... There's a couple of strange tech towns in the middle because uh, historic tech companies were from there, like um, Kansas City or St. Louis. It's one of those... Uh, Sprint was from there. Mm. And that Sprint would, like, employ the whole damn town because, yeah. like, they were they made all the phone lines, right? Um, and now it's like, well, they're still lobbying to get, like, big tax cuts, but it isn't like new tech is springing up around them. Yeah. Um, so I would say new tech, quote-unquote, would be in Austin or it would be in the Durham... Um, Rally, uh, uh, Chapel Hill area of North Carolina. Those are the two what other I places. How is there a tech? How is this a tech area? The very nature of tech seems to be that you can do anything every anywhere. Exactly. So why live in the most expensive place? Why all have to be in the same fucking place? Spread out, bitch. <laughs> I mean, from the employee's perspective, you have the money you want to live somewhere cool. From the employer's perspective, you're, you have so much money you want to be where your workers want to live. And so you push everyone out because you've bought it. <laughs> and so, no, it doesn't make sense. It would make no. sense to be in the middle of nowhere and pay nothing. But good luck finding the best people who want to do that, right? Um, I feel like there's enough people who, like, if Google sets up in the middle of fucking Wisconsin... They're going to build a whole Google city. Why not go live there and have a huge sure. fucking house? I mean, th- I think that explains Austin and explains uh, Durham Chapel Hill is that it was half price. And so yeah. now they're growing up because all the tech workers started here. We're like, I want a house and a family and normal things. Yeah. I don't want to live in a two bedroom apartment in my 30s. And so then they moved to those cities. And now probably just run off from those cities to wherever. Madison, yeah. you know, Madison's not not. It's basically where the universities are, too, because you have people uh, yeah. needing jobs. I don't know. Sad corner, tech corner. <laughs> I just feel like, is would it be unreasonable to have laws against having too many, like, multi-million dollar corporations in one place? Because, like, at that point, it's, like, the economic benefit that mm-hmm. this corporation gives to the community is all in 
they're, these corporations are all benefiting just this one area. Yeah, Let's probably diminishing returns, too. Yeah. Or if it, one per city would yeah. do everything. So right? if they're not like in, enriching the country as a whole, or right. even the state as a whole. Definitely. And when the downside of having one comp- company in your town is when that company leaves, you become Flint, Michigan. That's true. Um, so there's some reason. But there. I guess it's not like, but you don't get two. 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 <laughs> two is fine. Uh, I guess Boeing is the biggest. They employ forty thousand people in Everett, so this is where Boeing is. Mm. But they'll they'll always they have government contracts for the rest of their lives, so I don't think yeah. Boeing's going anywhere. Planes. Boeing are they part of the industrial military complex? Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I don't think they're Lockheed Martin, but like I don't think they're. I, I don't think all of their money comes from yeah. uh, Delta. You know, <laughs> I think. I could be wrong about that. I have a feeling their jet engines are used in every military plane and shit like that. Right? Yeah, I, I guess I would assume any like place that makes airplanes is like what else are you gonna make them for you know <laughs> you're gonna make half of them for the people and half of them are stupid toy projects for old men that want to kill people oh god oh god i mean oh god we kill a lot of we really kill a lot of people write <laughs> in and tell us how many people we kill <laughs> thanks fan corner thanks everett thanks for two people that liked us let us know what you want to watch and i'll try not to shit on it so bad no i set myself up for failure cody i lashed out and I apologize. See, friendship's not all roses and act out of uh, trying to get a girlfriend who's passing out flyers. Yeah. It's about trying things and being there for each other. And having the, the courage to say, I'm sorry. Aww. And I am sorry. I do say that most of the time. Thank you. I mean, no, it's one thing to be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's one, another thing. Let me get down on my knees. Why is this happening? Why are you putting me in this situation? Because I got aggro in the middle of it, and I'm worried if I don't make amends on the show, people are going to think I'm a dickhole. I'm sorry, Cody. If you're more upset at Courtney than me, just go listen to the first Evangelion episode, and you'll be back on Team Courtney in about four seconds. Yeah! All right. Uh, I've been Courtney Magleby. I've been Cody Robson. Goodbye, JoJo. Goodbye, JoJo. Hey, everyone. want to thank you so much for listening, and also really quickly want to credit Kevin McLeod for our music, Delightful D. I hope it was delightful, everyone. Also, if we're so lucky as to have this on iTunes, please rate and review. I assume you listen to other podcasts, so you should know it helps a lot. And if you don't, it helps a lot. I love you so much.